bright light said it gonna set my soul Gonna set my soul on fire Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn So get those stakes up higher There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with love and spare So Viva Las Vegas Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Exploit It. I'm Alexis Chowski. And I'll never look as young as JTT in this movie. <laughs> Kevin Dewey. This week we're doing some movies about Las Vegas, and it is Speedway Junkie from 1999, directed by Nicholas Perry. Do you believe, Do you believe in love at love first sight? sight? From executive producer Gus Van Sant. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Vegas. There's a lot of ways to make money in this city, Johnny. Get your punk ass friends out of here. Figured you'd just come into town, make some quick money, and be on your way. Kinda. Have you ever given women an orgasm? I don't know. I mean, it was dark. And you want to hustle women for money? All I want in life is to find someone I can care for and love. But you know, I gotta keep looking young and inexperienced for the tricks. So, uh, you completely straight or what? Steven's bisexual. Guys pay more. Simple fact of life, Johnny. Buy him something and have sex. You know what sucks the most? I love someone who will never ever feel the same way about me. Now you should lose that guy. He's going nowhere. If I could grant you one wish for your birthday, what would it be? Hello. Do you know I'm working, right? I'm hustling. Well, so am I. Hell! <laughs> Where's Eric and Johnny? Jesse Bradford, star of Bring It On, Jordan Brower, Daryl Hannah, Patsy Kensett, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and Warren G. In a film about finding what's real. Why can't you just act like a normal person and reject me? And trying to hold on to it. Johnny! Johnny! Who really didn't direct much else. Nope. But this movie... Did you watch it on Amazon? I did. Did it start with that weird opening of, like, America Channel? Yes. It was like, what the hell? Uh, before we get into it, this movie, I think I talked about it a little bit last week, Marta introduced me to it. Yes. And she was supposed to be on it, but she didn't have a time to rewatch the movie. Ah. But she'd found it on HBO one night, and she's like, you have to see, it has all these 90s stars in it, but they're fucking each other in Vegas. Oh, that's, that's pretty much what it is. And she's like, I gotta own this movie, and I recorded it off HBO on a VHS. Ah, uh, the glory. No, no, there was nothing glorious about VHS. VHS was awful. It was good f until we had better things. Well, yeah, I mean, it was better than not having hold it. Better than having to pull out an 8mm and throw on your snuff film. Yep. So the movie starts with this kid, Johnny, played by Swim Fans Jesse Bradford. <laughs> 
also the guy, uh, one of the friends, and I hope they served dinner in hell. What was the name of that? Was that the name of the movie as well as the book? I think, yeah. I just remember he was the guy who had this obsession with uh, McGriddles. Ah, see, I didn't watch that movie. I did, only because I read the book. Ah. Uh, and they did pick the best story from the book. Okay. To make the movie out of it. It's only one of the stories from the book, but they they did pick the best one. I know a lot of people hate uh, hate that book, and it is grossly misogynist, but it's also based on his real-life experiences, so... I remember eh. you talking about it when it came out. It's pretty funny. He has a pretty good writing style. It is... It's a little bit rude. It is definitely a rude piece of work, but the, it's funny. I mean, in that sort of bro humor sort of way. But Jesse also is in Hackers. He plays like the young wannabe hacker. Okay, I haven't seen Hackers, but that's that was a pretty popular movie. Yep, but here he is playing the shit out of some outrun. Yeah, it looked like I was like the cinematography needs some work here. It looks like a '90s video game <laughs> because it is actually an '80s video game, late '80s. It was on Sega, but it was also a uh, cons- uh, arcade cabinet. I did some research on that game. Right on. It was the very first uh, racing arcade cabinet that had hydraulics in it. But he's not playing that. He's just playing a stand-up console and just playing the shit out of it. And everyone in this Love. diner is like, he's been here all day. Loves racing. He does. And um, he when he loses, he gets like really angry. He's like hitting the machine and cussing. That was me playing Marvel Snap about 20 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago. Oh, bad game? I'm getting pretty salty. And my, my daughter goes, Daddy, I lose in my game sometimes. It's just a game. No need to get mad when you lose. <laughs> my four and a half year old telling me not to get salty playing video games. So, Johnny, he goes to like get some more quarters and they're like, we're out. Because they're just trying to get rid of him. It's annoying as shit. Yep. Yep. And he gets a ride to Vegas from some old man. Because hitchhiking is a great idea. Yeah, and then we get some random shot of a jukebox and our credits. And we learn that this movie was executive produced by Gus Van Sant. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, and it's by Golan Globus, who they produced a lot of schlock in the 80s that we'll get to when we look at canon films. Well. But he shows up in Vegas and he slaps down $20, you know, give me some quarters because I'm going to win a lot of money and go to Charlotte to be a race car driver. Just dumps all of his backstory on the girl offering him change. Yeah, figured that they didn't want to spend too much time telling the audience, so we're just going to blurt it out right here. I am du- naive and stupid and going to Charlotte. Yeah, also, not 21 at all. The uh, The lady doesn't seem to give two shits about that, though. Nope. But he goes and sits at a slot machine, and there's, like, a girl next to him. And what bugged me was the continuity error with these slot machines. Like, he'll pull it, and it'll have, like, two cherries and a seven, and then the next shot, it's got three bars. Yeah, that's interesting. You would think that if you're shooting in a casino scene, you're either pulling... I don't know. Like, no one's, like, sneaking in there to pull up. <laughs> yeah. But this girl robs all of his money, and so that was apparently all of his money that he had was that $20 that he really thought was going to win him everything on, on some fucking slot machine. Picked the absolute worst way to gamble 20 bucks. Yeah, he could have learned some poker or something. Blackjack, even craps has some tactics to it. Yeah. If you ask my brother, and like, he did- uh... But he picks literally the most random thing possible. So then he wanders the street in sad song plays, and he sees a bunch of teenagers in a parking lot hanging out, and that's where he meets Eric. Um, Eric is played by somebody. I, I can't remember his name. He's not as big. Jordan Brower is his name. Yeah, I don't know if he did that much. He did something where I was like, oh, him. He was in a 
Oh, yeah, it's the list Speedway Junkie. Yeah, yeah, I thought him something. It was this movie called Speedway Junkie. Oh, he was in Forest Warrior, that fucking weird Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> but... I feel like Chuck Norris is in our future somewhere. Oh, he is. He most likely is. But Eric hits on him, although Jesse doesn't. Johnny doesn't realize this yet. Yeah, that's because he's naive and oblivious to everything. He is so naive and oblivious. And then we also meet Scooby and his sweet stolen car. And his stolen squirt gun. Scooby's like a high-ticket klepto. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a nice enough dude over the course of the movie, but yeah, man, he steals everything. He does. He probably steals the apartment we see later in. Yeah, who knows? I stole this apartment. But they all go off to do their kid stuff. They they Their teenage stuff. They invite Johnny, but he's like, no, I just want to mope around the streets again. <laughs> Which he does until morning, and this old guy, he's like, hey, you want some breakfast? I'll get you breakfast. My note's just, poor, naive Johnny. Totally not picking him up for sex. And the guy's like, takes him to breakfast. It's like, where do you live? I live in Henderson. Do you want to see my home? Because this weird old guy speaks so robotic. It's super creepy. And he's like, I have work that needs to be done on my home. Let's go have a look. Like, I could use a hand. I'm like, yeah, you'll be giving him a hand something. Yeah, and then he gets uh, Johnny in the car. He's like, sure, I'll, I'll help out your house if you give me money. And he starts talking about hygiene is important, but I don't care about sexual politics. Everyone has a special thing, Johnny. And he holds out like a BDSM collar. Yep. And, um... So Johnny's like, oh, fuck, let me out of here. And he leaves all of his stuff in the pervert's car. <laughs> and um, Eric just happens to be sitting right there on a park bench. And so Johnny's like, oh, man, you won't believe what that guy wanted me to do. It's so disgusting. And in the version that we had off HBO, there's an extra line here. Oh, yeah? Where Eric's like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. He's into all kinds of fucked up stuff. He pays yeah. good, though. <laughs> Right. And so they're like, you want to hang out? And they go hang out in some empty junkyard under a bridge. And they teach uh, Johnny all the hip 90s slang. Yeah, hip 90s. We're going we're gonna to go with that. Somebody asks how you live and you say living large or chilling like a villain. Those are the only options. Oh, dialogue in this movie is so bad. Yeah, it gets worse when well, JT shows at this point, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is Steve. He enters and he's like the coolest kid. Everyone's like, oh man, Steve's here. And he just goes up to Eric and says, did you get fucked in the ass tonight, Eric? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that JTT insisted on saying something like that in his intro just to be like, hey, you gotta put me, like a wrestling villain, you gotta put me over as not the dude from Home Improvement. <laughs> yes, I am not, you know, this fucking kid anymore. Sadly, you are still basically the same kid in a very awkward role. <laughs> It's terrible. But he, everyone's like, you're the coolest, Steve. Steve gets all the money. He runs tricks and drugs. And then we also meet JT, Jason Torres, briefly. And so he gets uh, Eric and Johnny to help just rob this Korean guy. <laughs> like, they just go into his store and start taking everything off the shelves while this Korean guy, like, I will call police! I will call police! Yeah, and these juvenile delinquents just give no shits. They just they just walk around, take hold of this stuff, and go. Eric takes Johnny to meet Veronica, played by Daryl Hannah. The best uh, best performance in this movie. Well, because it's Daryl Hannah, who is an I know, but, she's I know, but a, I'm just saying, it's pretty good. Actually, she does a really good job here. She's a uh, former showgirl, which means former prostitute as well. And um, 
they, they ask Johnny, like, what you doing? He's like, I'm going to make a bunch of money here and go to Charlotte to be a race car driver. And Eric and Veronica are like, no, Johnny, you're so stupid. <laughs> I know. And um, so Veronica's like, let me tell you about, you know, how, how rough life is. You know, after I lost my job as a showgirl, I was working the streets as a sex worker. And she got picked up by a serial killer and barely escaped. Yeah, she was, like, stabbed. I remember that story now. Yeah. Johnny's like, I don't care. I'm going to make a lot of money and go be a race car driver. Yeah. The only thing he cares about. She lives with her boyfriend, who's a cop. And apparently it's not the best relationship, but we don't really get a whole lot of a look at it. Yeah, it definitely seems ominous, but the worst we get is an argument. Yeah, that we don't even see. We just hear it kind of through a wall. So Johnny is, like, asleep on the couch, and... Eric makes a pass at him, tries to kiss him, and Johnny wakes up, and he gets all homophobic. And I'm like, it's the new millennium. Gay, straight, there are no more lines. Yeah. And I wrote down Johnny's line here, other than he's like, you people are so weird. You people are weird. I mean, he's not wrong. It's like a- They do have a very odd lifestyle. Yeah. The other thing is, Eric doesn't even live in this house. He just hangs out there. Yeah. Well, it's because it's cause, uh, uh, Veronica raised him. Yeah. Essentially his mom. Eric was abandoned, or did his mom die? I can't remember. Uh, according to later in the film, well, I mean, we, I can't remember what scene it is, but he says my mom left when I was ten. Yeah. And then later Veronica says, oh, she died. So, obviously Eric's got some hang-up about his mom leaving him when she actually just died. She left for a farm where she can run around. Right. But, no... Uh, Johnny gets mad. He goes, everyone here wants to take advantage of me or have sex with me. Fuck everyone. I'm just going to make a lot of money and go to Charlotte. I mean, he's not wrong. So far, everyone has tried to take advantage with him or have sex. Yeah. So he wanders the streets again, and he runs into Wilma, played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yep. The first of two Saved by the Bell alumni we'll see this week. This one is far more clothed. She is. She's also, like, insane. <laughs> this character. I, I kind of feel bad for her, honestly. She's just crying and crying, and Johnny's like, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong, I just got married. And uh, so she's like, I plan to drink a thousand wine coolers. Do you drink wine coolers? And they go back to her hotel. And I'm like, he's 16, of course he drinks wine coolers. <laughs> yeah, and they're getting smashed on wine coolers. And so she talks about her boyfriend was on military leave and came and it's like, we're getting married right now in Vegas, which she didn't appreciate at all. And then he's like, and now I'm going to go party with all my friends. So on her wedding night, she's all alone. And at least Which is a pretty, pretty dick move. It's a pretty dick move. I don't blame her for, for cheating here because she starts to like, let's have sex, Johnny. And we don't need to be told later that Johnny is a virgin. He's pretty good at explaining that here. He's like, I also, don't know what to do. <laughs> he's like, turn off the light. I'm like, why would you turn the light off with Tiffany Thiessen? Yeah, she's like taking her clothes off. Telling him, he's like, she's like, hey, Johnny, take your clothes off. We're going to do this. But the boyfriend shows back up just as they're in bed uh, before they husband can do now, anything. Husband now, Yes, speaking. husband. And he's that's just that's like, speaking. I'm back, honey, let's fuck. And then, yeah. um. This guy's a pretty big loser. He sees Johnny, and he starts beating the shit out of Johnny. At he, this point, I go, Johnny has the worst luck of anybody. You know, and the guy's like, I'm like Air Force, or no, not Air Force, he's Army Rangers or something, like Airborne 101, or whatever, squad, I can't remember. But uh, yep. Johnny throws up, which is the first of a few vomit scenes in this movie. I forgot yep. how much vomit was in this movie. Fair amount in this movie, yes. 
and he just yeets Johnny out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, he does. I think they have to be on a ground floor, because Johnny's not dead. It's not like he threw no. him out of, like, the 40th story of the MGM or something. No, no, yeah, this has to be on the ground floor. Uh, but Johnny wakes up in bed, but he's, like, at home. But that's a dream sequence. He's actually on the bo- mattress on the floor in Eric's really shitty apartment. And he realizes that Eric is actually an honest and good person. That's been taking care of Johnny since for two days now. And all things considered, uh, that Pete dude who's Wilma's husband went pretty easy on him. I mean, he didn't kill him and whooped his ass, threw him out a window, but he, you know, he's all right. Well, they and beat up pretty good. They say okay. later that, um, like some girls, like, oh yeah, when Eric and I found you, this man was gonna pee on your head. I could see that, but. Eric is, like, taking special care of Johnny. He's like, I bought you this cereal because there's a race car driver on it. And it's, like, Wheaties. Yep. Got that Wheaties. I think there's a McDonald's cup in the background. Got that Wheaties and McDonald's ads in full swing. And he's like, I got you low-fat milk, but I'm lactose intolerant. But I got it so you could eat your special race car cereal. (laughs) I know. And he's like, here. Let me get you a spoon. And it's like a plastic spoon he pulls out of his pocket and cleans with his shirt. And he's like, hold the magazine on your lap like a tray. It's like such a shitty apartment. Doing his best. And um, Johnny starts poking around the cabinets and there's all this soup. And Eric goes, I like soup. I'm like, I like soup too, Eric. But <laughs> um, And so he tells Johnny, you take the bed. I'm just going to sleep on a pile of clothes. I'll be happy. And so Johnny's like, yeah, I'm going to stay here a couple days until I make a lot of money so I could be a race car driver. (laughs) He's just so single-minded about this this shit. And then it's like a hard turn because now Eric is taking Johnny down the strip going, this is a major cruising area, you know, where guys are looking for inexperienced young people to fuck for money. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, whoa, uh, because we learn Eric is a, uh, he's a gay sex worker that gets with these older dudes for money. Right, and he's worried about losing his uh, his youth and vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> the little money he does make, apparently. Yeah, he's already jaded. He's like, these people are vampires looking for the fountain of youth. It's so fucking draining. And then uh, they see Stephen, and they run up, and Stephen's like the hustler guru. He's just he's just making fat stacks. And he starts and, uh, lecturing them on how to spot cops. Yeah. Like, giving them all the, the trade of, this is how you, how you be a sex worker, Johnny. And they mention that uh, Stephen is bisexual. You buy him something. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get sexual. I hate that line. <laughs> he says he prefers women, but it's all about how much money you make. And he starts talking about, he's like, because he mostly hooks up with women, too. Because, I don't know, there are probably a lot of middle-aged women that would pay money to sleep with Jonathan Taylor Thomas at that time. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. And he has this misogynist line. He's like, most women are beautiful, sensitive little flowers who've been forced into paying for sex by their small dick, pussy-ass little husbands. <laughs> and, like, it's so odd to hear him talking vulgar. I swear he did this intentionally. <laughs> Just, like, make my dialogue as gross <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Because he's like, yeah, you know, the customer always comes first. <laughs> Such a weird role for him. <laughs> so they run into JT, who throws these drugs at uh, at Johnny. And he's like, hide these for me. And then he runs away from the bike cops. <laughs> yeah. So they run into Scoob, who has 
get another new car, and these drag queen friends that they're all just gonna go party. And for no reason at all, the drag queens decide to rob the convenience store while they're getting gas. And now we turn straight up into Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason. Because Johnny's like, oh, let me drive. And he's like, I don't know, is he racing people or is he running away against the uh, the no convenience idea. store owner? He's just zooming around like Fast I'm not and Furious. Sh- I'm, not sure Johnny, I'm not sure Johnny knows. I think he just wants to drive the car real fast. Single-minded. And Cargo so room. They all go out to the desert and get drunk and we see the drag queens puking. Yet more puke. Oh, yeah. And um, we learned that Johnny's a virgin for real now. Right, because they have a whole conversation about it. And Eric's like, and you want to be a sex worker? You're going to be out there hustling people and you've never ever had sex? What the hell's wrong? And they start talking about, like, what do you want out of life? What's your big dream? And of course we know Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) You've said it like 70 times already. (laughs) Says it 71 now, because he says it again. I'm going to go to Charlotte and be a race car driver. (laughs) And Eric is like, I just want to find someone I care for and love that'll be there for me. And I'm like, aw. Eric. <laughs> Poor Eric. Of course, I was in a vulnerable place when I watched this movie last week, and because I just broke up, so it's like, I love you, Eric. I feel so bad for Eric, like, the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they all get home okay from being drunk in the desert. Yeah, apparently. Because now Johnny's out, I'm going to put hustling in parent, uh, quotes here. Yes. He's just sitting on a bench hoping somebody <laughs> pays him for sex. <laughs> yeah, that's... So it's a very low key hustling. And then the uh the fat kid from the sandlot comes up to him. <laughs> sandlot shows up. The fuck. He's in the sandlot and uh son in law. Here he's Bud the cowboy hustler. He's like, Nobody out here wants a real man. I'm just trying to get some tricks out here. I need some money. Johnny's like making eyes at this girl in a car while Sandlock keeps going on and pulls out this taser. Yeah, under his hat. Yeah. It talks about like, you know what the best part of my hat is? <laughs> my, my big old cowboy hat is a hotness taser. And there's another scene cut later where he runs into to him again and he gives him the hat. <laughs> which explains later on in the movie, Johnny has this hat for a scene and it's like, where'd it come from? <laughs> We cut the scene where it came from, where Bud's like, here, have my hat. But um, Johnny gets his first trick, kind of. It's this, this beautiful woman, and they go back to her hotel room, where it turns out that they're both sex workers. That's gotta happen a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, when you think about it. I think it would happen in the car ride more they'd realize. Yeah, they would, at some point, they'd be like, hey. Johnny is so naive. And um, we get that uh, the scene with Eric in the pool, hanging in with Veronica. Yeah. And he confesses, I'm in love with Johnny. Veronica's like, that sucks, because he's not gay, and you're gay. Right. It's like, I know. That's, that's the roughest shit. If you're gay, and you have a crush on a straight guy. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's hard enough to have crushes on people that might not like you back that have the same sexual orientation you do. <laughs> then on top of that, you have to worry about crushes on people who don't. Um... Fucking worst. But he asked Veronica to do him a favor, which we find out a little later because um, Eric drops Johnny off with Veronica because it's like Johnny's birthday. Yeah. And then Eric's like, "Oh, I I have a date. I gotta meet this old dude for sex. Bye bye." <laughs> yeah, got a trick turn. <laughs> but it's all just to set up a uh, Johnny with Veronica. Um, and Veronica's like, "If you could have any birthday wish, what would it be?" 
And for once, he does not say, I want to go to Charlotte and be a race car driver. No, I was expecting that. No, he says, I'd like to, i really like to give a woman an orgasm. And so they, they move to the bedroom, and it's cut between them being intimate and Eric alone in his shitty apartment crying. There's like, a lot of weird hand sucking. <laughs> yeah. Johnny and Veronica are just, they're just doing hand stuff. But now, yep. now that Johnny has had sex, um, even though... For a movie about prostitution, this movie is awfully tame, sexually. Yeah. I don't think there's any nudity in it. But Eric is just in the apartment like, I'm being torn apart! You know, tearing me apart, Johnny. <laughs> um, but Johnny's had sex now, so he is now a successful hustler. He gets picked up by these two girls that are like, let's go to a wild sex party! And, um... So Eric goes to hang out with Steve, and Eric is depressed, obviously. And we learn that Steve is not a very good hustler when it comes to money. He owes these people money that are going to kill him. Yeah. Very tough-looking gentleman. <laughs> and then they meet up again, and Scooby stole a taxi. Yep. And he's like, let's go party at my house with all of my stolen CDs. Um, uh, Johnny mentions that he has enough money to leave now. It's like, I have enough money to go to Charlotte and be a rich car driver. But I'm going to stay because I owe you money, Eric. I want to pay you for, for taking care of me. And so they're at the party. Blonde girl asks Johnny out on a date. Um, and then Johnny's looking through the CDs and he finds this, this stolen CD. And he's like, I can't believe you have this. Wow, this is the most fucked up CD in the world. That's what he describes it as, right? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get, I was like, we're gonna about to get trolled, aren't we? Yeah, it's just the fucking most generic-ass country music. And yes, we were definitely trolled. It's like, derp derp Ford truck. And, uh, but Johnny starts lead, he puts on that cowboy hat, which he got in the cutscene. That's right, he did put on that cowboy hat. I never even questioned it, I just figured he'd, like, roll around the fucking cowboy hat. Where did he keep it all this time when people were just trying to rob him and have sex with him? I don't know. <laughs> he, just, he puts on this cowboy hat and he starts line dancing and trying to get everybody into this line dance. And at first everyone's like, oh no, this sucks, this is a stupid line dance. But Eric joins in and everybody's laughing and having a good time line dancing to this shitty country music. <laughs> And sometimes it's the small things bringing enjoyment in life. Yeah, and then um, Johnny at some point runs into Steve leaving their apartment, and Steve's like, Johnny, I want you to go with me on this trick. It's with men, though, but you'll make a lot of money. He's like, well, I do want a lot of money, because I'm going to go to Charlotte to be a race car driver. <laughs> That's right. But his sense of honor is requiring him to pay, to pay Eric back, so he's got to go turn it <laughs> tricks with some guys. Yep. And he's about to go, but Eric's sitting sad on the steps, going, it's my birthday. And Johnny's like, sorry, Steve. I gotta take care of Eric. It's my best friend's birthday. And um, and at first there, there Eric's like, no, no, go get your money. Aren't you going to go to, to some city to be a race car driver? <laughs> yes. It's Charlotte, motherfucker! But no, Johnny, uh, Eric's like, I love somebody who'll never know how much I care about them. And I think Johnny gets it. It's hard to say, because Johnny doesn't get much in this movie. <laughs> no. Uh, but Johnny asks, like, Eric, I want you to come with North Carolina with me. Did you know I'm going to go to Charlotte to be a race car driver? <laughs> I, you know. And then Eric's like, okay, okay, we'll go. We'll, we'll go in the morning. 
And then, um, but they go bowling. Yeah, suddenly it's Big Lebowski. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but that's where we're at. And while they're bowling, Steve breaks into their apartment and steals the drugs and the money. Yeah, because Steve really needs this money, right? Because he was about to get killed by these these very tough-looking men. So that's why he was going to this thing. But he needed both. He needed two guys. And so now he's just like, oh my god, I gotta rob this these rock. I gotta get this rock out of uh, yeah. the house and well, sell these It's a, it's a drugs rock to- and like a wad of money. So, let's see, where, where did I leave off on my notes? Oh, I have that they're smoking in the bowling alley because it's 1999. And Vegas. Yeah. Vegas lets you smoke inside for a long time. Like, well into the early 2000s. Maybe even the mid-2000s. Somebody who lives in Nevada could probably tell me. So did Colorado up until... Uh, it was the year I turned 21 that they stopped smoking in bars. It's gotta be disappointing for you. <laughs> yeah. Alright, now I can go to a bar and I can have a beer and smoke. Oh. No. I could. Before that, I was having soda and smoking, but... That's right. But, yeah, because it was totally cool for you to smoke, but... Yeah, but drinking, heavens no. Now, that's... There's this one kid in the movie that we didn't mention earlier who's named Pezhead. Oh, yeah, that that guy. He looks like a, a 12-year-old Blink-182 fan. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks like Wayne's, pre-teen Wayne Static from Static X. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's got this girl, and they're in a car, this other young girl. Is played by Tara Manning. Oh wow! I did not notice that. Yeah, you already know who she is. Uh, she's in a. She went on. This is not a washed-up '90s teen star. This is somebody at the start of their career. Cause she went on to yes. be in like Orange Is the New Black and stuff. Right. Yeah, she's had a pretty decent career, actually. Yeah. In spite of being in this movie. And he's like, "I would like to kiss you, ma'am. May I please kiss you?" And they're about to kiss when uh, JT shows up. He's like. Just- I'm looking for my shit! Have you seen Johnny and Eric? And yeah, this scene is such a throwaway scene, because literally nothing happens, because he hasn't seen them. Yeah, he's like, oh, I haven't seen them! I'm I've here. just been hanging out with my raver girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, in a car! So JT shows up at the apartment, um, where we learned that he just got out of county jail. Yeah, because he got, he got snitched on. Yeah, so he's been in county, but now he's back to get his shit, you know. And he's like, hey, it looks like somebody broke into your fucking place, guys. He doesn't connect that to, like, they stole his shit. Right. Because Johnny and Eric are looking for it, they can't find it, and JT is just flying off the handle. He becomes insane now. I mean, well, he was sitting there eating Wheaties with this old milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think he's in trouble with somebody, too. Maybe it's the same guys. Maybe it's the same guys that Steven's (laughs) in trouble with. Warren G.? In his one yeah, scene where he threatens right. JTT. That's right. I wrote down a line that JT has here. He calls them, you fucking ass fuckers. <laughs> In theory. But... Um, so he sends Eric out to get the shit and he'll hold Johnny hostage. And so Eric catches up with Stephen, who's just a total piece of shit. It's like, yeah, I stole it. But, you know, I'm not giving it back because I wanted Johnny to go do those tricks with me. And he didn't. And that's all. That's all that happens there. Yeah, that's all that happens there. Eric gets mad and uh, decides he's going to take matters into his own hands. Yeah, Eric goes to uh, Veronica's place where um, Larry, the boyfriend, is fighting. But we also know that he's a cop, so Eric steals his gun. And then we have this interesting scene with JT telling really bad jokes. I didn't even bother writing down the jokes. They were they were lewd Laffy Taffy jokes. Oh, yeah. Something about, what's the difference between a bitch and a slut? The uh, Oh, a I can't remember what the joke. A slut fucks everybody, a everybody. bitch fucks everybody except you. 
Except you, yeah. Such a knee slapper. Um, but JT takes this can of tomato soup and puts it on Johnny's head because he's gonna like William tell this shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he does just as a successfully successfully but eric comes in at the wrong moment he hears the gunshot and he sees all the red sprayed around johnny's head so we have a big gunfight and the lights go out and so johnny is like it was soup it was soup i'm fine and they run around they're rushing around vegas until we learned that eric was shot it was it was movie shot you know where you can still do stuff as long as you hold on to the side yeah i mean you could tell like he's shot isn't he yeah <laughs> but it's that that kind of movie shot where as long as the other characters don't see it, you can keep moving. But once the other right. character sees that you've been shot, now starts the death. That's right. And he dies on the bench in Johnny's arms. In a bummer of a scene, it's actually fairly well acted. Yeah, he's like, I'm glad I got to care for you, Johnny. You're a special person. I love you. I'm like, stay golden, pony boy. Yeah. And, oh, we this got movie this. is The Outsiders. It is. It's basically straight up The Outsiders. <laughs> And we got this uh, silver dollar that Eric carries around. I mean, he explains it earlier in the movie. He like, considers it lucky. It was like the last thing he got from his mom. Before she went away. <coughs> Left, yes. And so he gives the silver dollar to Johnny. And Eric's like, gonna miss ya. Let me just leave your body here on this fucking yeah, I know, bench. right? He just, just fucking leaves him. <laughs> just leaves him sitting there on this bench, all these broken beer bottles around. <laughs> And so Johnny's walking around sad again, only this time in black and white. The movie decided to get all arty in the last five minutes for some reason. And he walks into the bus station where it's all color. And there's this lady playing a slot machine at the the bus station. And Johnny just goes up and he's like, bitches leave. <laughs> just kind of pushes her aside and he puts the lucky silver dollar in the slot machine. And wins! It's last memento, the best friend you ever had. Eh, just gamble it away. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he wins. It's cool, but still. He wins, and he takes all these quarters up to the window, and he's like, I want to buy a bus ticket. It's covered in blood, by the way, still. Yeah, and nobody questions this, because it's Vegas. I mean, look, it's even Greyhound has standards. Well, they don't, because we sit shot of Johnny all covered in blood riding this bus. Apparently not this Greyhound. You know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yes. Even if it's staining your shirt and you're taking the stained shirt out of it. And uh, we get a sign that's one year later. And Veronica's working at a waitress in a in a, bar, in a classy bar where they got all them TVs. It's a, working at a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met you. <laughs> yeah, but it's those bars where people just go to bet on games. So they have all the 800 I, TVs I, playing sports. I, 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 I like those bars. <laughs> They're watching NASCAR live from Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, Veronica sees Johnny on TV. He's working as a pit on the on a pit crew. I mean, that's a stint for for was it Richard Petty? I believe. Yeah, I think it was Richard was Petty. A pretty major race car driver. Yeah. I mean, that's a step in. That's a step towards his career. I mean, yeah. say, I, I would call that a success. Yeah. And, for, uh, what is he like? Seventeen years old a year later. Like, it's pretty good. Yeah, working on this pit crew. He saves a tire that rolls out onto the track. He runs off into the track to grab this tire. Yeah, gets major props from the announcers and his, and his pit boss. And Yeah, that's Johnny. Just a year ago, he was in Vegas telling everybody he's going to come to Charlotte to be a race car. Rumor has it that his best friend died in his arms and he left him on a bench in the middle of the street. That's how badly he wanted to work on Perry's crew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he left his friend to come work on this pit crew. And then there's sad music and that's it. 
So many loose ends. What happens to JT? He was shot with the cop's gun, so what? what <laughs> Steven gets away scot-free with stealing drugs and no, no comeuppance, nothing. I'm pretty Just, sure JT's dead. Yeah, JT's dead, but, like, the cops now, it's, it, you know, the, the boy, it looks like he shot him. Because yeah. it was his gun. That boyfriend, Veronica's boyfriend, now has to explain why he doesn't have his gun and why his gun was used to kill this drug dealer. <laughs> right. And somehow Johnny's not a suspect in any of this. And he's got a career. He's on, national te- he's on national television. It's not like he's hiding out. It's like Rick killed a guy. It's not Johnny killed a guy. Yeah, Johnny didn't actually kill a guy, but. You probably have that cop in jail watching the same NASCAR going, That's the motherfucker! <laughs> That's the ending I would have liked to see. That's the motherfucker who framed me! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then we get Speedway Junkie 2, The Revenge. <laughs> where this cop goes to Charlotte to kill Johnny. Do not give Hollywood any ideas. Oh, I know. It was such a very big film. It was actually made in 99, but it didn't get released until 2001 because they couldn't find a distributor. Can't possibly see why. Yep, but I I kind of like the movie. It's touching enough. (laughs) Eric is a good character. That's about it. Yes, I like Eric. Uh, Veronica, the her Daryl Hannah's performance is great. Yeah, I actually really empathize with that character. But now we really have to do Swim Fan. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's been been twenty years since I saw Swim Fan. Um, watched <laughs> yeah. it. A, totally not a bootleg copy on my computer in college. Not not at all. Not at all watch a bootleg copy. Hackers and Swim Fan sometime. I'm sure that'll be. We'll get to that. Uh, no, this movie's all right. It's it's awkward because it's hard to buy, especially hard to buy Jonathan Taylor Thomas as this super popular, incredibly suave male prostitute. Yeah, like, I just can't do it. It just, I, I, I just can't. It's like, dude, you're the middle child from Home Improvement. But also, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is pretty short. Like the rest of this movie, they're all taller than him. Yeah, like when that scene where Warren G comes and like roughs him up. Like, they're twice as tall as him. Yeah, like, even fucking little raver kid Pezhead is taller than Jonathan Taylor. It's just so hard to, it's just so, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like the movie would have been better with a different cast. Like, I, you can leave, the guy who played Eric this great, is fine. And Daryl Hannah's great. Everybody else needed to be recast. Well, no, no, no. Um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was good. That was good that for that role, a small role. Yeah, I liked I liked that. What was the other? What was that other kid's name? What Sandlot? The the, the crypto uh, the klepto. Oh, Scooby. Scooby. I thought he did a pretty good job playing a pretty dorky role, but yeah. I mean, I kind of liked that character. I thought we were going to go full like Fast and the Furious, and like the fun comic relief character is going to get killed off. That everyone's like, "Man, what are we doing with our lives?" But no, they just go vomit in the desert. Yep. And that's about it for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, it's, it could have been good. It needed a little bit more polish. It needed a few more passes over the script. Uh, and whoever was in charge of casting whiffed. So this or Donut Chop Coffee? <sighs> um, I'll take the Donut Chop Coffee. Yeah. I will take my 5 p.m. donut shop coffee and go over to their arcade cabinet of OutRun. Yeah, I'll play OutRun instead. <laughs> it's not 
Well, it's not the next movie we're going to be talking about. The next movie, um, next week is Little Rita. Yes, I'm not talking about that one. But I our, expect that one to be entertaining. Our bonus episode for our subscribers is the infamous Showgirls, another movie about somebody that comes to Vegas wanting to fulfill their dreams. If only it was going to Charlotte to be a race car driver. Yeah. <laughs> Showgirls would have been a passable movie. There's so much wrong with Showgirls. Please, subscribe and listen. Yes, subscribe and listen to us painfully experience Showgirls. So you don't have to. Unless yeah. you already have, in which case, you have my condolences. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review, let others know, help get the word out. For more episodes, check out our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram, at ExploitedPodcast. And subscribe to us through Apple Podcasts or Spotify. There's always a little subscribe button. We love you, subscribers. We do. We love you more than 5 p.m. Donut Chop Coffee. Which we know you were a big fan of. Yeah. Until then. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I am just a devil with love and spare. So Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that.